This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me once again for um, another amazing episode of Civic View. That's right. I called it an amazing episode because that is exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be an amazing episode because I have an amazing guest on today, and then I have another guest that's becoming a regular on the uh uh, on the um, on the show here. Uh, first, uh, my amazing guest is Jennifer Adams, the director of the tourist development uh, department here within Okaloosa County. Um, Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I've been uh, to some of the meetings, so I know how busy you are. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. And then uh, Councilman Caps. I'm going to start letting you host the show. Uh, yeah, and co-host now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again for being here. I really appreciate that. I mean, there is some reasoning for Council McCabs being here today, and that is because you are our uh, representative on the um, on the Tourist Development Board, correct? Yes, correct. I am the first, uh, since since the expansion, the um, first uh, council member to serve on that board. Okay. So so hitting on that for a minute, and um, uh, Jennifer, I'll ask you this question. So for some people, they, they may not have... Uh, I mean, obviously, people voted because the expansion was on the ballot and it went through, and um, and, and and it happened. But can you can you kind of explain uh, kind of what that means for the north end of the county? Sure. So prior to the expansion, which you know I'm really excited about, um, the we had um, three elected officials and three lodging partners and three tourism related businesses. Now we have four elected officials, and Councilman Caps, you hold the seat for um, up here in Crestview, and we have three tourist uh, tourist related uh, lodging partners and two non. So it's spread out. So we're trying to represent the entire the entire county as a unit, and you know that board works really hard for me, for the citizens here, for tourism. It's they're not light decisions. And the decisions that they make have to not be for themselves, but for the entire community. Uh, you know, next week we're going to be presenting our plan to the board for the upcoming year. And there's a lot of uncertainty right now. You know, gas prices are going up. There, you know, last we came off a record year. I think we may have another record year this year. I don't want to, you know, speak too <laughs> soon, but it looks that way. And so the decision to spend those dollars what to put into reserves, what to put into the community is really, you know, they're, they're heavy decisions. And not, I've been working on these decisions with the board since May, right? We started talking budget in yes. May, right? Yes. Yeah. It's been, been a little while. Um, real quick, back to what, what you were saying there about uh, now we have four elected officials actually on the board. Um, just so the citizens know, Crestview, because of the expansion, was added a seat at the table, if you will, um, seat on the board, uh, that is by state statute. We will always have that seat. 
as long as we remain the most populous city in the in the county. Right. So it's so. there's there's different guidelines in the in the state statute. So the four elected officials are from the board of county commissioners, um, one from Crestview, one from De- uh, Destin, and one from Fort Walton Beach. Yeah. Now, is there is there a north in county representative, or is there like that's not incorporated, or I'm trying to remember that. So is there someone that represents, or do we kind of carry that uh, forward? I think it comes out of the Nick district. Sarah um, is the non-tourism okay. collector. Um, he's our vice chair for, uh, from Niceville. And, okay. Um, so he he was in that seat. Um, and then when when the when the seats roll off of the five, they're in staggered terms, it is advertised and people can apply for those seats but there's criteria based on the state statute that they need to meet okay and the, and then that's they're what appointed by the board of county commissioners okay i i thought so yep. i just want to verify okay so so we we kind of have an understanding of how that board works now that board uh in combination with you and then ultimately the board of county commissioners you're responsible for what is referred to as the bed tax correct so for every um dollar spent on an overnight stay Right now, today, we collect five pennies, um, and then in January it'll go. They're, they're staggered based on the terms of of the county, but essentially, right now, it's for every overnight stay less than six months. You need to apply to be a lodging partner, and then you you remit your taxes through the clerk's office, which is new as well. It's been a it's been an interesting year because we've had the expansion. We've had, you know, the collections come in house. So within the next six months, we should probably be at an even keel so we can really measure everything. But, you know, having Josh in there doing the analytics, um, if if Doug calls me up and says, tell me how, you know, we did in, in the month of May hotels compared to the hotels in Destin, I'll actually have that data. And then we can use that, utilize that. We didn't have that before. Yeah, that, that's that's new right. and, it's, and that's a big deal. And going back, you were talking about five pennies. Um, that's for the old district with the expanded district. We're at four pennies now, correct? So, um, and last week, the board of county commissioners, because of our, the historic numbers you mentioned earlier, um, voted to add a six penny. Um, can you explain to everybody how that works? I mean, it'll be the six penny for the new district. And then once we go from four to five, then you'll catch up and and we'll we'll catch up to six pennies eventually here. Yeah. So, so interesting enough in the state statute, it, depending on you know how you implement and um, you can collect up to five pennies. Not everybody does it. If you reach a threshold for us, it was collections of thirty million. You are donned um, by the Department of Revenue to be a high impact tourism county. So prior to COVID, I think there were six in the state that were um, deemed the high impact uh, tourism county. Now fourteen counties in the state are eligible for it and nine now with us 10 have uh have adopted that um that sixth penny um and the the, you're right the the board of county commissioners um you had we had to have a super majority we had a full majority vote at, at the meeting last week and primarily those will be used for you know capital projects and for some public safety so okay so so let so let me uh, um, I want to I want to emphasize this. So we're talking about four pennies, five pennies, six pennies, and we're we're talking about the overnight lodgings and things like that. So this is a tax that the average citizen 
unless they choose to go stay down on the beach or they something happens and you have to stay overnight in a hotel here, you know, like here in town or something, you that's it's usually a tax the average citizen is not going to pay. 99% of the time it's visitor funded. So at during Hurricane Sally, um, my power went out. And so I stayed at a hotel in Destin. And so I contributed to the tax. Sure. But I did not. You know, not, by going home every day, I don't contribute to the tax. Yeah. So it's it's the majority of the time it's funded by visitation year round. Which yeah. is which is fantastic because I mean that they're why not right? So they're utilizing our resources. They're on our roads. They're in the restaurants. They're at the hotels. They're on the beach. They're here now, even in the north end of the county, doing things, which is great. I don't have a problem with any of that. So why not have them go ahead and be contributing to making this machine continue to run? I think right. it was Absolutely. just the smartest move we could do, especially for you know for capital improvements that actually benefit our residents. You know, we just um, had the ribbon cutting. A few weeks ago for the new kayak uh, boat basin on Okaloosa Island. Yep. Well, yes, during the uh, during the summer, it's going to be heavily utilized. I was down there yesterday, and it was amazing to see how many local people were at the park, going in the water, walking across the street to the beach. It's just so those are the types of of projects that we're looking for. That, of course, it'll make the visitor experience better, but it also make those of us who live here. The, the yeah, we, we get to benefit from right. it as well. And not not yeah. just down at the beach. I mean, with the expansion, we'll see that more and more in the Absolutely. northern end of the county also. Um, so so that kind of like, the, you know, that that's that's kind of like what drives it. So, so we can get an understanding of that. And we've talked about that before. But I just wanted to kind of get your explanation on it as well. And it pretty much matches so ours. I wanted to – thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, I no wanted problem. to mention definitely this is not a citizen tax. This is – we talk these pennies – um, this is purely for the tourists that come in and stay in a hotel, Airbnb, short-term rental type deal. Um, unless, you know, like me, sometimes a wife kicks me out and I have to go stay in a hotel or something <laughs> like that. So I do have to contribute it. Um, thank, thank goodness Tony hasn't done that at this point. Um, but we're talking pennies. We're talking record numbers. What does that six penny mean to us in terms of money each year? Instead of saying a six penny... The estimates I think I've seen on the slideshows were three, four million dollars somewhere a year, around possibly, there, depending yeah. on where we take in. I'm still trying to I'm still trying to even out. So prior to COVID, um, I've been here for five years since 2017, and each year we've grown in collections between eight and ten percent. Well, 21 compared to 19, we were, grew 41 percent. Wow! But compared to 20, we were 74 percent. So those are just Big numbers. Through August of this year, through August, um, we're pacing about 14% higher than the record year last year. So that penny is about, you know, between four and six million, depending on 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 where we collect. I just worry about sustainability. Sure. And I and I need to be really clear too. I don't spend every dime. We have a very robust reserve program that each year the T the TDC makes a recommendation, we'll be, we pass the budget um, a couple weeks ago, and then we bring that um, that recommendation to the Board of County Commissioners. Really, for me to promote the destination, I I spend about about $12 million of the of, – and we collected 33 last year. And then we also 
And then we have on top of that reserves, we pay for public safety. We contribute to the county um, facilities and, and maintenance departments so they can clean the beaches and clean and repair the parks. We have a coastal resource program that uh, monitors our, you know, our environment, our ecosystem, our sand on the beach. So there's a lot more than just paying for pretty ads in Atlanta, if sure. you will. I'm not trying to be yes. flip. Ab- I'm just, I, I think no. it's really important because pe- that's what people think the TDC does. We have right. the convention center. It's, it's just yeah. a piece of it. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and I think some of that comes from the fact that you do, I think it was by statute, right? There's a certain percentage of the money that you collect that you do have to turn around and spend on advertising, right? Yes, if you do if you do capital projects, then a certain percent has to be. I think it's like forty percent, and I'm I'm well I'm in that in that range. Um, three counties, Bay, Okaloosa, and Walton, can spend ten percent for public safety, which is not enough. But we we be sure we work with our our you know our partners to be sure the beaches are safe, the waterways are safe. But there's a lot of people out there, yeah. you know. So. Um, and then, you know, we've got to maintain the beaches. We clean every beach. Um, and with the expansion, I'm sure there'll be more focus on water-based parks up in, you know, in the northern end. I mean, there's some beautiful parks out there. Uh, I love wilderness landing, you know. I love it. I love going out there. But we need to bring it into the fold. And so some of those dollars can be directed in different places. Yeah, and, and that kind of that kind of directs me to where I was going to say, you know, we – you say beach a lot because that's where your your mind is because right. it's where it's been for so many years. Um, but but we've had conversations, you know. Um, we were having one right before we started recording, and and that is uh, how how some of those dollars are going to come north. They're going to come to Crestview and the other areas north of us and things like that. Um, and, and we've already, if you've been to Brookmead Park or Skate Park and RC Park, is recently you'll notice that there's a cool. Um, uh, I guess it's a painting. Is it's that what it is? Yeah. It's a little adventure crosswalk type <laughs> yeah. of thing. And it, it's it's super neat. It's got a unique QR code, which I'm going to have to ask you how you guys generated that because I'm really curious. Um, uh, but but the idea is that one of the first things that we're going to do with the with some of the money that we receive from that is put a lot of um, things down into Brookmead Park that we need some the, some uh, I can talk about some of it because it's in our plan. But um, you know, the, uh, so a pro shop thing for the skate park, um, restroom facilities, restroom facilities, needed, yes, very much RV so. Hookups. Some oh, RV yeah. hookups, yeah. yep. Some uh, accessibility stuff for the uh, RC park itself. I believe they're looking into um, putting a a cover over it so that they don't have to stop these massive tournaments when there's rain because right. they've had to do that a couple of times because the track gets too wet, the cars slip around too much, they can't really be effective on the track. Um, so so all of those things uh, are direct things that will contribute in part to tourism because people do come here in, in mass to come to these, these RC events. And if you haven't checked it out over there at Brookmead Park, it's right uh, behind the hospital. Um, it's really cool. Uh, and you, right you beside know, the fire station. Yeah, right beside the fire station. That's correct. There's the entrance. You'll see the skate park now. We used to have skate park. I have to explain. It's down below the hill, you know, but you got skate park in the other portion. But um, people come in from all over the place. So the RV parks will give them opportunity to stay directly there at the park. But and contribute to bed tax. That's right. Right. Um, because the RVs right, the count RVs as well because, yeah, again, it's short-term well, yeah. overnight stay, right? Yep. So, um and but that's just the beginning, right? That's just year one. Uh, there's there's things in plans for other stuff going on. Um, I know that uh, you were uh, you all have a um, a study that's going to be happening where you're looking at the the whole county, right? Yeah. So we're going to be doing a, what we call a stakeholder analysis. So um, basically, it is to help identify the tourism product 
today and, you know, five, 10 years um, down the road and then integrate it with the, with the study that we did years ago down in the the taxing district prior to the expansion. So um, it's it's it takes a while to do. We're sure. in the we're in the identifying phase. Um, we'll we'll kick off some communications next week. We're identifying stakeholders. Um, we're inviting people to um, refer more stakeholders to us. We'll be focusing on on several different areas of focus. One of them obviously is adventure because Little Adventures has been such a successful part of our brand. We will be doing um, a, a focus on sports and I don't I I don't just mean ball fields. I mean what type of other opportunities are there with equestrian and marathons and Ironmans and archery and all of the things, including traditional sports. Sure. Um, and then there'll be some and so we'll be doing we'll be doing that study and then sharing it with everybody because I think so, you know, when I came to Destin five years ago, there was a tourism product. There wasn't as much partnership within the tourism product. So we worked really hard on fostering the partnership. Now we have a blank slate. And so we get to create the tourism product and bring the partners together all at once. So I think the process is going to go um, a little smoother. Um, but that's where I'm excited about getting, you know, our our whole our whole mission is to get kids outside on the water, give them their childhood back, get them off devices. You know, uh, there's a national statistic that says more than 50% of the nation's children spend less time outdoors than prison inmates. And that's a real problem. Yeah. Not surprised by that right now, currently. (laughs) Right. And 49% of their parents don't know how to play with their kids. And so we've really capitalized on that. And look at all of the adventures that we'll be able to create in the northern end too. You talked about the beaches. Yes, people come for the beach for the first time, for the second time. Not so much for the third or fourth or fifth time. They want something else to do. Sure. And they've they've been very vocal about that. And so look at our product is expanding. It's 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 just great. Yeah, we've we've got the the, the park, state parks up here. We've got the um the lakes, the, the freshwater fishing, the kayaking, canoeing, camping. Um, you've got the trails, hiking trails. There's, yeah. there's a ton of that stuff up here. And that's and that's what's cool about this, right? So we're talking about all these things, and you're starting to go, well, wait a minute. Those are the things we like. Oh, we don't want tourists on them or doing them. But here's the thing. If we're putting that revenue into that, um, we are able to make it better and improve it. And so you, you get the benefit of that improvement. Uh, in a, you know, like, yes, maybe there will be a few extra people on the trail one day when you're walking on it, but here's the thing. Tourism is not something that's all the time, all year round, right? Like we know that in America, typically there's on seasons and off seasons and things like that. And despite the fact that I'm sure Jennifer would love to be able to say there is no off season anymore. (laughs) We're getting there. (laughs) Um, uh, the, the reality is, is there are going to be times where it will be locals using these facilities as we spoke about before mostly all locals probably at certain times of the year to get in to take advantage of something that we didn't have to spend a dollar on well and i think i think that's true i think that with creating new product too um and creating partnerships we'll be able to introduce it in a way that um shows respect and and other attributes that i think in destin well i know i mean i i first came to destin in 1991 and I, i think that um, we got to this mentality where we didn't care who was coming. We just wanted them to come, especially after the oil spill. And 
we've worked really hard the last five years to recreate and reach people who will have respect for our the place that we live. And our mission statement says that. Um, and they will, I don't, this summer was really funny because people kept saying to me, where is everybody? There's no one on the roads. Well, my mission has always been less people spending more money. Because not only are they spending it on, on bed tax, they're spending it in the economy. Last year, our growth, our our projection in 2021 was to increase visitor spend by 10%. We increased it 32%, wow. which puts $736 million back into the economy on top of the collection. Right. You know, and on top of that, and that's also spend and they're spending their, their, their local sales taxes that they're contributing to. So I think getting back to, in, in my mind, in my, my vision, when we are able to introduce all the wonders of the northern end of the county, it's not going to be in mass so that it's just, okay, it's June, everybody get yeah, to the it's, beach. That's, and that's the thing that I always want to paint for people is it's, it's not going to be... It's not going to be the same scenario as Destin in July. Right. <laughs> it's no. just it isn't, right? Because because there are people coming here just for the beach. So so those people are going to mostly stay down there and spend their money down there, but it's the people that are going to be interested in doing some more exploring. And typically those types of people and that are into ecotourism and things like that, making sure they're protecting the areas where they are, making sure they're treating them with respect and things like that. Th- those people already have that mindset typically, right? So they're they're usually already nature-minded, they're usually more interested in making sure they're protecting the resources that they're that they're able to utilize and being much more appreciative of it i mean no offense but sometimes we have tourists that come down here and they just they don't treat our beaches no, very well they don't they don't and you know i think one of the things that we've talked about and um and we're going to look to identify and i've said this for years is we need a state-of-the-art welcome center when they come down through through baker or whatever Every, everybody sees that saturday right. traffic everybody right. feels and we it. Need, absolutely we, we need a place to intercept them to welcome them to tell them about you know the, the bridge is as an hour away from here and it's backed up why don't you you know go pick some strawberries or go down to downtown crestview or you know you can go up to the get on a you know get on a kayak or something so that we can intercept them and let them know that this experience isn't just all beach. Yeah. And I think people appreciate that too. You know, um, we've seen that and we started doing that the, this year by, by putting messaging like in that QR code that you see when you click on those QR codes, it brings up little adventures and you, we can direct people to other, you know, little adventures aren't just for little kids. Right. They're just bite-sized adventures that mom can do with their kid. That's different that gives them a different experience, not just sitting on the beach. You know, a lot of people have never been on a paddleboard. You know, a lot of people have never walked a trail and all these Skate, things. Skateboard. Skateboard. We could, if yeah. we could find something up here where we got a local pro or somebody and get the equipment, have a skate adventure. Right. Sure. Hit the zoo. Yeah. One of our local restaurants. Absolutely. There's your little right. adventure right there yeah. built right. in. For sure. For and, a day. And, and, Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I and I'm going to bring that back around one more time and just say, if you're a local, you can scan the QR code too. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, it's a QR. Yeah, it's for, yeah, yeah. It's There's for no reason everybody. why you can't have a little no. adventure right here at home as well. You know what right. I mean? So like, yeah, you don't have to be a tourist to participate right. in little adventures. <laughs> yeah. right. Maybe you want to get out and go utilize the little adventures. Hit this QR code, or or you know you learn look about up it. Use little adventures resources. on the, yeah, the Destin Fort Walton Beach. Um, the um. 
Is it DestinForWaltonBeach.com? It's DestinFWB.com, yeah. yes. Yeah. And and you can go there, learn about Little Adventures. And um, I know, let's, let's go back into that, the scout program. Eventually, we're going to need scouts in the north Absolutely. end of the county as we develop Little Adventures in the north end. Right. Tell us a little bit about your scout program. So, so the scout program um, is part of the con- a, a program that we call Destination Stewardship. And that Destination Stewardship was designed to... Um, to foster our community, what we do as locals, who we are, and then teach visitors about our, our community, getting back to respect, and show them show them things that um, are different than sitting on the beach that they can do, and it's and it's for free to a visitor. So we put scouts on the beach; they're all local, and they walk the beach. We have two what we call little adventure outposts: one at Boardwalk between Boardwalk and the island, and one at Crystal Shores. And they walk the beach and they say to mom and kids, hey, have you ever learned how to fish? Um, we have a free class at 2 o'clock. Go online here and sign up. So the people that teach the class are local businesses. We pay them. It's free to the visitor. But when, when you know, this has always happened after the class, the moms are like, gosh, this is great. Where do we go? Well, you know, why don't you go on to DestinFWB.com, look at Little Adventures. And now that he's learned to fish or she's learned to fish, why don't you go to the pier? So we're trying to move people around. And it's this network of local experts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are kids who grew up here. And we have the two stationary units and we have two mobile units. So we're going we're gonna to hit the road. We're going to come up to the parks, the state parks. We're going to be, you know... We're going to be visible and we're going to seek, you know, experts from the northern end of the county that can teach these classes. The other thing that we have is we, right after the pandemic, we put together a mom panel. Um, These scouts and some of these moms are on our online chat and their mom's talking to moms. They're testing our little adventures and doing reviews and the scouts and the moms are interacting. So it's, it's, it's a way for us to... It, it, it's a better, more authentic way, I hate to say of advertising, but of, I mean, it's of showing I mean, people who we are, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that then we're pulling them away from the th- mind, th- th- the mindset that we're just a discount beach destination. Yeah. Well, I don't know about discount. <laughs> uh, aside from scouts, you have another program real quick. I'm, I'm just thinking things coming to my mind. Um, the moms, the, the, the chat with right. the mom program. Right. The, so the mentioned. online moms, they're all local. Most of them are, um, are tied to our military, uh, which is fantastic. And the moms not only are on the chat, but they're also, um, you know, they're, they're testing out our, our, our little adventures, our adventure pack program. And they're actually saying to moms, well, no, you, I have kids four, five, and six. I took them fishing. You can do it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, or whatever it is. And, and, and when we promote those programs, we're promoting local businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that, and that makes and me think of the, them in the North Carolina. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. and that, that brings me to, I was going to mention before Doug uh, mentioned the scout program, which I didn't actually know about. So yeah. that was cool right. to learn about, yeah. which is the, the partner program itself, which doesn't cost anything to the business that participates in it. You go to destinfw.com and you can sign up. I just signed the golf course up right. for it the other day. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to be on a, on the list that you all have. Um, and then I'm, I'm guessing there's, it's, it's much more involved than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Very so surface understanding of it, but yeah, a lot of TDCs have um, co-op marketing programs. 
I, I've, I've been doing this a long time. I just didn't, I didn't really see the value for me to say, okay, you know, let you, you, you could pay this to be in a co-op ad for us. I, I, so we, years ago, we created a, a partner program where it's all in kind. So if you're a partner um, and I have, you know, an influencer or a blogger or a journalist or a meeting planner or something like that, um, and it, we don't do it during the summertime, it's on the off season, it's in kind. So depending on what level, I could call up a, a charter captain and say, gee, you know, I've got, I have a, a writer from, you know, National Geographic that wants to go out to the fads and dot, whatever it is. But, and so they would give me, give me the, the charter for free, but I'm the one that's outsourcing the blog or the influencer, the journalist, the meeting planner to get them here and right. promoting their business. Right. So it's just, it's worked out fantastic. I think we started the first year at like 60 partners and we're well up over 150. And we have quite a bit from the newly expanded area, like the golf course. Yeah. And so that's where we're going to send people. That when when we're promoting the area, we promote the partners first. Yeah, and and that, so that that that's why I brought that up because I because we had talked a little bit about there are going to be some entrepreneurs out there that right. have been going. I want to do this thing. Maybe I want to take people on guides. Maybe I want to take people on hunts. But I really don't know how to start to get into that. Well, <laughs> let me tell you the the machine so to speak that jennifer has as far as promotion and marketing things like that it is a very large machine so being able to get to plug into that uh for you know no no money up front and then you you comp a hunt to someone that that writes you up for some magazine that uh you know yeah. it's got a reader base of a couple hundred thousand people and and you're out a, a day in in some time sure but i would love a hunting partner yeah so, i think it would be fantastic yeah. so a return partner, on that would partner. be yeah, yeah. exactly so. and there and there are people who so i don't know what i don't know you know uh we were just talking about this before uh I, the there's so much opportunity out there that my team working with with you know people who have our guides or have business or want to we're we're ready and willing to do that we uh, my i make my team and myself be out and about and go to places to see and experience and we're we're working that through right now um like i said i, I love going to wilderness landing i think it's a great opportunity it it needs some promotion there are other parks and places we've been all around um i'm excited about the the skateboard park we don't have that uh, in Destin and there that's part of and then we're the, I think I'm even more excited about working with the municipalities now you know on the plans that we put together because we can we can co-brand right and I think that that is it's very unique it's you know I've I've been in tourism for a long time and none of my none of my colleagues are doing the destination stewardship stuff like we're doing I mean I'm one of the only TDCs that I know of that has a dedicated coastal resource team I have five marine biologists on my staff. Yeah, is that, is that when I see Alex Fogg doing yeah. stuff? That's what yeah. that is, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so if there's, um, you know, I don't we, if we feel like we need to go test for red tide, they're biologists. They go test for red tide. They're out, you know, look. Uh, we have a very robust lionfish program. We need to get them into the waterways up here and and find. Yeah, there was a young lady that just came up. She's a biologist. I felt like, um, was it one of our chamber? event here a couple yeah, weeks, couple Chelsea. months ago Chelsea yes. there you yes, go thank you and so she and, was interested in the north end yep um, and 
Themology up there. You can fish. There's fishing up here we haven't tapped into. Um, there's there's great adventures, uh, kayak or canoe or paddleboard that we haven't tapped into. And so so they will be, they will be you know and they will be creating product. You got to remember, uh, five years ago when Alex started, he came in primarily to monitor the lionfish population that was just taking over sure, our fisheries. Yeah. Now it's it's a tourism product. Yep. We have people coming and diving. They're yeah. not going. And they're then, taking care of a problem yeah. for us because it is not very even, much a problem. They're not coming here to go to the beach. They're coming here to dive. We have a big convention that's coming here um, in a couple weeks. Same thing with our artificial reef programs. We, you know, so so we're excited about about that. You know, and I don't want people to think that that just means we're gonna inundate the rest of the county and then walk away with our hands up. It's not. We're, we manage our programs. Yeah, you, well, I mean, you have to because you're held accountable by the board, right. uh, yes. which our councilman is one of the members right. of. You're held accountable by the Board of County Commissioners who have two representatives that look out for the north end of the county, and they take that job very seriously. So, um, you know, it's not – you don't just have, like, free reign to do whatever you want to do. No, and it's, it's a process with us, too. So um, anything – so – what. Early on, I was saying how hard my board works for me. So I usually call them all um, and talk things through. And then we bring them. Then we we have a process where we discuss it at the TDC meeting without a vote. And then I give them a month to have more discussion before we have a vote. And then that vote has to go to the Board of County Commissioners. Sure. So it's, it's, a, it's a process to get things done. We started yeah. our budgeting discussions back in, in, in April, May. Typically, we would have been done with our planning um, in September, but the board allowed me another month because we were we were trying to look at some different trends with spending and you know and kids going back to school. So, part of what we do all year round is we have a very robust research program um, because when I bring decisions that they have to make on spending. I just don't feel comfortable unless it's based on sound research, which sure. is why we're doing this stakeholder analysis. And we're already tracking research in the northern end of the county. We have been. But I don't think it's fair for me to say, oh, I want to spend $7.5 million worth of advertising. And that's it. You know, it's it's very Yeah, it's, I, I've it's been in one sound. of your presentations on that. And it's, yeah, it's very specific. It. And you guys do a really good job of, of making it clear why you're targeting it, how you're targeting it, the reasons for that. and and the benefits that it has. Yeah, not everything gets passed either. No. I mean, you, it's, you know, we just, right. I think we just recommended something as a TDC to the Board of County Commissioners, and they right. they balked at it, you know, just some additional marketing. Right. So, um, you know, that's part of the government process. Jennifer's team works very hard to get it, something together to educate the TDC. The TDC can kind of say no it just doesn't work for us or it can say it is and then it goes on to the board of county commissioners so and yeah. again that's why there's also a commissioner on our tdc to um to help that right. process um go forward so all right good deal so we are almost five minutes over so nice. i'm going to apologize to the radio station for that one it'll be okay <laughs> it seems like that every time i come on we go over <laughs> it's all right um uh, i just first i just want to say thank you very much again for taking the time to you know share this information i think it's important that people on the north end of the county understand that because you are going to start seeing some of the changes from the funding and other things like that going on so it's a good idea to understand you know what's happening and how it happens i know if you're more interested i know that the um the meetings themselves are on the uh the fourth Tuesday, typically of, of every month around the holidays, they're a little bit, um, 
they're a little bit scattered. We are actually having our December meeting. Here. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, in so the we north Very yeah. excited. No, but they can, you can go on to myokalusa.com and look at the calendar. But typically, they're the fourth Tuesday of every month. We'll be having our annual meeting probably in early February, which I invite anybody to come to. And then you should see me and my team, you know, here often. Um, or just you can just call one of us, and we, I'd love to talk about becoming a partner, helping people create you know uh, a tourism product um, or just chatting about what you think I should know and you know yeah. I'll get up the river and well, I, I think mean, where you were headed with December was we're having a meeting up here in December yes right. um, which is an open new, meeting in, in new, open to the public uh, the new district yep. in Crestview at, it'll be at Warriors Hall we'll have more information as we get closer to that and, the, and, and that was your doing yes Councilman. I, I, I mean I've very been much pushing but, for that yes. yeah. yeah and what we'd like to happen there is have some people from the north end come out okay that's my playoff music, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna hit it. So thank you again, thank you very much, Thanks thank you for to me. everyone else to be AZ WJSB. Um, you, I'm gonna say this for sure because uh, I always say it, even though I'm way over, is that you know your local government has more of an impact on you than any other form of government on a daily basis. So make sure you're paying attention to what's going on with that. And with that one, I'm just gonna say thank you, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.